Happy December, everyone, the official month of basketball. On today's pod, we have a cheeky look at NBA offseason winners and losers, Yana's potential decision, the start of college basketball, and much, much more. But first, know it all, please show them how we do. All right, college basketball is back. Super exciting. We love to see it, don't we, Liam? We love to see college basketball being back. Um, you know, there's some college basketball is in the air. Kentucky with a tough early season loss to a mid-major team. Um, that's how you know that they're back. <laughs> Calipari's saying <laughs> we got to grow. We got to grow as a team. These these guys are young, which they are every year because it's one and done. That's what you get, yeah. Coach Cal. Um, yeah, you know, I, I bet I bet he has like a like a a Google Doc or something just like on a, a set speech every year, like around yeah, yeah, exactly. November well, and, and October yeah. when they have that last. They have a it's November loss. To like last year, they lost. Last year they were number one and they lost to Evansville. I don't know if you want to continue. <laughs> the intro. I'm kind of going off on a tangent here. Maybe I'll save it for later. No, no, no. Okay. <laughs> I kind of hit a I hit a nerve early. I hit a nerve early, and I like it. I like, <laughs> I like this aggression. Yeah, you just had said the words college, and I went off. Um, yeah, college oh basketball back. It's su- NBA is coming back. Yeah. love it. I know. I know. Super exciting. We cannot wait. Uh, we'll dive into college basketball in the second half of the, the podcast. But for the first half, we got some juicy stuff lined up for you guys. We have first. I guess we'll touch upon the losers and winners. Kind of tie a nice bow on the. I mean, it's not over yet, but a majority of the big things that happened are uh, kind of done with. So we'll we'll go with the winners and losers of the this kind of off season trades. Uh, signings and everything like that. So, uh, I don't know, Liam. I'll let you take the floor. I'm like maybe your first, your first winner, uh, or loser of the. Yeah, the yeah. I'll go. I'll go. My biggest winner, and I'm a positive guy, so we'll focus on the winners. For yeah, me. of course, of course, of course. <laughs> um, <laughs> as I start the the podcast on a rant, but now I'm a positive guy. Um, no, <laughs> I like. Uh, I got it. We've touched on a little bit, man, but I really think the biggest winner is the 76ers. And I don't necessarily yeah, think it's any sure. one move that they've made in terms of playing personnel. It's getting Daryl yeah. Morey in there to actually know what he's yeah, doing, 100%. build a team. And you just think, even though, like, even they might not win this year, but they've actually got, like, they've got young players, obviously. They've actually got a direction, yeah. a general manager who knows how to make teams better, who knows exactly what teams need, who's not afraid to make a big move if they aren't winning with those two. For I sure, guarantee he sure. goes out and he'll shake it up. Um, yeah. he knows he's not afraid to add people at the deadline. He can work the buyout. Mm-hmm. He's like, he, uh, he didn't have too many, too much resources. He was very uh, handicapped in Houston by that owner who doesn't spend money. Um, now that he's actually in a, probably a bigger market owner's going to spend some money. I just think he's, uh, Daryl Morey's going to be loving life <laughs> and he's, and he's with uh, Philadelphia so in the shape. Yeah, for sure. And I totally agree with like, especially we talked about this so much, but I 100% agree with you. Like, honestly, I feel like people who don't really know us and are listening to the podcast are probably think we're like huge 76ers fan, <laughs> but we're actually not. No, we're <laughs> we're <bad>. actually not. <laughs> yeah, this is like the most praise you've ever given the 76ers like in our whole lives. But like we, like I'm like you, I totally agree. Uh, they've been amazing this offseason just with the signings of like Doc Rivers and Daryl Morey alone. Yeah, Doc Not to mention too. the other things they have, they've added or subtracted. Um, but yeah, no, I totally agree. Yeah, no, and Doc. Uh, so I'll go on. Sorry, yeah, I, go ahead, I was go just going to say, because I didn't even mention Doc. I know we talked about their players yeah. last time, talk about yeah. uh, Maury now. But yeah, Doc, too. Mm. Like, you just know he's going to be in there in Embiid's ear, being like, man, you're the best player. You just got to work harder. 
Like he, he's just gonna, yeah. he's a, he has a way with players. He's gonna get the best out of him. Yeah. He's gonna, he's you know, he's gonna coach. have that quote where he says, "Yeah, Simmons, the most mm-hmm. talented player I've ever coached." Or something <laughs> yeah. Like that. He'll, yeah. He'll say something <laughs> yeah, like that. Yeah. He, he won't mean yeah, it. Well, honestly, he'll he'll say something. He, he knows how to gas up his like, players. Hundred percent. Yeah. Hundred percent. Um, yeah, so he's gonna. He, he, he knows. Right. He knows how to like. Yeah. How to how to like sh- like kind of coddle his players, but at the same time, like give him the boot. Yeah. In the in the rear. Yeah. To to kind of push him, but. Yeah, I agree. So, uh, so kind of to to one of my winners, we'll keep on a positive note because yeah. we're positive guys. Uh, I like the Lakers. I mean, kind of you can It's hard yeah. to say like a champion have gotten better, but they I think they actually gotten better. So they've signed Montrezl Harrell. I like saying Montrezl, not Montrez. Montrezl. Uh, that's it. He a to a mid level exception. It's a confusing yeah, name with, all, with the Zeds and Ls out of places, but then people say Montrez, but there's an L in there. Yeah, it's I Montrezzo. agree. Yeah, it's Montrezzo. Yeah, so they assigned him to a mid-level exception from the Clippers, which is like a huge bonus. So not only did they add a good offensive player and a sixth man of the year, but also they subtracted from the Clippers. So that was a bonus. Yeah. Um, they signed Marcus Saul for basically nothing. I'm like super cheese about that as a Raptors fan. Pretty salty about it. Um, they signed Dennis Schroeder, which we talked about before. We like love that. Or not signed, sorry. They traded for him. Um, and then Wesley, they signed Wesley Matthews and I guess we'll talk about like the subtracts kind of is they, they lost Dwight Howard, lost JaVale McGee, lost Danny Green to trade and lo- and lost uh, Rondo to the Hawks. So, I mean, in all positions they, that they kind of lost and then what they gained, it was like a plus, I would say, in my opinion, maybe just like Rondo's leadership, but you got plenty of leadership in the Lakers with like, LeBron, AD and stuff like that. So I think they upgraded in almost every position um i love what they did they got gasol for like nothing gasol is like a huge ad i think he's gonna be be able to like match up with like the the really big guys like zubach uh Jokic, and stuff like that like we're well, not zubach but zubach will have to match up with him is what more i'm saying to force him on the floor uh like the Jokic, um the Embiid's of six would make the final stuff like that um so i definitely think uh the lakers improved so much and i really loved what they did yeah so you're telling me we're not worried about Zubats? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean it that way, but honestly, I know, I know. you could take a leap. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, man, I agree. I, I love what the Lakers did. And the Lakers were a team where I was like, yeah. okay, this team was good this year. But like, you, I kind of, I don't know why. I just had the feeling like, okay, they're probably going to be worse next year. They're going to lose some guys. Yeah. I don't see them adding a ton because mm-hmm. I just assumed they wouldn't yeah. have the cap mo- space. But they, uh, yeah. I think they've got a better team now. Rondo is an interesting lot, but too. like the thing about Rondo yeah. is he was big in the playoffs for sure. <laughs> like he was so mm. bad in the regular season, which I get doesn't matter, but it's just kind of yeah. weird how like, like he's not going to be yeah, a regular Rondo, season baby. loss at all, which obviously yeah. isn't as important, but I don't know. I, I feel like yeah. people are really hyped up on him because of his, his bubble. And it's not going to be as big of a yeah. loss as people are like, Oh man, Rondo. And it's like, well, yeah, yeah I agree. Uh, Especially when you add Dennis Schroeder too, like it's not like they just yeah, like lost him for and like, yeah, that's an up, like that's an upgrade, yeah. Sure. Um, and like I, I agree, like especially in the regular season where it doesn't matter, I feel like losing Dwight Howard and Javale McGee and adding uh Montrezl and Marcus Gasol is, is a huge upgrade. Not to mention that in the regular season when LeBron James will probably take a bunch of games off the season because like they had a short like a short rest compared to like other teams. Yeah. Um, and he loves to load man- manage. Same with AD to a certain degree. You could have Harold and Dennis Schroeder out there, and in a given night, drop twenty for you. 
like without LeBron James or AD and help and possibly help you to a win. You know what I mean? So I think those are huge additions. Um, Montrezl Harrell is a bit limited in terms of defense, so they kind of lose defense a bit. But they That's also gain Marcus Gasol, so that kind of evens out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, so they kind of they kind of gained a little bit with Marcus Gasol to even it out a bit, but they do get hurt defensively with without Dwight or Javale's length at center. Yeah, that's only like downside, I would say. Honestly, I think like I don't think I think you could go out and find a center, a big that would give you almost all of what Dwight and Javale gave you. Like I know they were. I don't know. Kind yeah, of I agree, but. They, they were pretty good last season, though, in terms of just, like, like good low-usage players that could just come off the bench and do a lot for you defensively, and that's all they really needed, so... Um, but I don't know. I think Marcus Gasol gives you a lot more, and same with Harold. For sure. Dwight was so, a surpri- pleasant yeah. surprise last year, for sure. Yeah, um, he was. He I was. thought he was going to be a DNP guy, like, not play, even playing in games, I think really. so, too. Yeah, I thought so, but, too. Uh, I thought so, too, yeah. But he was a pleasant surprise, but, yeah, I don't think... Uh, I'd rather have Marcus Gasol, for sure. <laughs> yeah, And, 100%. obviously, I'd rather uh, have Harold than than any of those bigs yeah for sure so yeah now go on to one of your losers or winners yeah actually i was just gonna say on the lakers the, the signing of harrell from the clippers it reminds me of uh like when Bayern munich like buys players from like dortmund just like they win the league and then they buy dortmund's <laughs> best player just yeah, to get even yeah, better yeah i know just harrell isn't better, their yeah. best player but like he was pretty important for them last year even though he was yeah, pretty bad in the bubble yeah. but i mean yeah that's kind yeah, of what it reminds me of just like yeah. bullying smaller mm-hmm, yeah smaller teams, <laughs> worse teams. and it's funny because you say that the clippers as a smaller team but yeah like it's it's just like yeah harrell i think people if you just look at the bubble yeah harrell was terrible because you couldn't match him up with like uh definitely not Jokic. uh who'd they play in the first round i don't remember the clippers uh, played the mavs the, the mavs yeah you could well kp was injured right so yeah I mean, yeah, but like, yeah, you couldn't match him up with anyone bigger. He's so bad defensively, but he gives you a lot offensively. And I think the regular season helped him out a lot. Yeah. But yeah. That, that, I think that Bayern and Dorman co- comparison is pretty accurate, to be honest. <laughs> Very, pretty yeah. accurate. Just bully. If you can't beat him, join him type of thing from Harold there. Yeah. Um, let's say Hummels. Lewandowski. Yeah. Lewandowski. Exactly. Yeah. Um, okay. Moving on to another winner. And we touched on them a little bit last, uh, last pod as well is uh is the mavericks we just brought up yeah um i agree i just think yeah they made a ton of good moves to compliment luca josh richardson for defense um and also just luca is just gonna grow as well like he's he took a huge step forward you just you feel he what is he 21 he was 20 last year Yeah, something like that i don't know something crazy that he should not be doing the stuff he does he was able to do last year at 20 years old and he's just gonna keep growing and complimenting with players that can defend like that, they had a good draft. Um, another team. Yeah, sorry, that I sorry. Seen, he he was uh, he is twenty one. He's twenty one right now. Twenty one now. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Just another team that I see being a top four seed in the West, and that's pretty high praise considering the West is always pretty stacked up there with the Lakers, the Clippers, yeah. uh, the Nuggets, and the Mavs. I'm. Yeah. Am I missing anyone? I think that's the top four this year. I think. I think it. That's all. I think they could definitely make four. I think it, it's all dependent on if KP's uh, in, right, uh, like how how he's doing this season, right? That's the only thing I think is dependent. I think if he's healthy and he plays a full season, I think they could definitely reach the four or five spot. I'm um, trying to like yeah. So you said what you say? Clippers, Nuggets, uh, Lakers, probably Portland. If you want to put put them in there, yeah, um, I would have Mavs over. Them, but, I would have Mavs over Portland. I think, and I might even have yeah. Mavs over Nuggets. Pretty high on the map. Yeah, but but this is this is all contingent with like uh, Porzingis healthy though. Like just to be clear, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, honestly, honestly though, even even if he plays like no, I don't say game, it. Don't go there. Don't go there. Don't go there. Don't go there. I think they could uh they could finish top four without Przingis. No, all right, it's out there, ladies and gentlemen. It's there out there. One of Leon's hot takes. Hopefully, we don't even have to debate that because Przingis is healthy and they yeah. just cruise on into the yeah. three seed. But of course. You, I, I don't see Porzingis playing every game. He'll play probably best case scenario eighty percent of the games. You think? Well, I don't think I don't think he's even starting the season. I'm oh, really? Sure. So there's I don't I don't think so. Like I could be wrong, but I've heard things that he's he might not be ready for the start of the season. I don't know if it's confirmed though. Jeez, I'm still saying Mavs top three. I'm gonna say top three with Porzingis top three <laughs> with, without oh, him. Top three, four. Okay. Oh Without god, that's bold. Okay, we'll, we'll we could uh, we could bend that for another discussion when we do like our rankings close to the season. But I. Thoroughly disagree with you with like without Porzingis, I'd be top four. <laughs> All right, <laughs> like I haven't disagreed with you more. <laughs> like right now, it's my disagreement with you. <laughs> well, who do you like instead of the Mavs in, in the West? There, you like Portland. I like okay. I like Denver and Portland more. I even like without uh, Porzingis, I like the Suns more than than Dallas. Um, oh, who else? There's no way the Suns finish ahead of Dallas. I okay. Like, we could do okay. Let's do a bet. We could do a bet. Okay, we'll do let's a bet. Do a bet. Okay, so without okay, we'll do we'll have a have to have a game, like a game amount where like this lies on for Kristaps. Like I don't know because it's seventy two game season. We'll come up with it later, okay. and but we'll do a bet where if Kristaps is out a certain amount of games, they'll finish I would, higher than yeah, the. the I would just goal. make it no matter what. I think even if he misses all the games, I'm I'm still taking Mavs over Suns <laughs> to finish higher, and we should also consider to go farther in the playoffs because that's what really matters. Okay, so are you saying farther in the playoffs without Porzingis, or like he just misses this regular season, comes back in the playoffs, something like that, or he plays very limited in the regular season? I'm saying both. I'm saying Mavs finish ahead of the Suns in the standings oh and god. go farther in oh the playoffs. Oh my god, <laughs> I cannot believe this. Oh, I cannot. Be- <laughs> you all right, trust in all the right Suns? let's just do it. Okay. So if if KP plays no games or very minimal, let's say like under 15 or something, yeah, they will do better than the Phoenix Suns this season. Is what your belief is. Yes, I believe no matter what, like KP can play as many or as right. little as he wants, it's actually be better than the Suns. So no matter what. Yeah, no matter what. You're God. you're okay. Up but in I want I want a contingency. No I want a contingency height. for mine though. Okay. I, I want a contingency for mine though. Like like because I think with KP and he plays a substantial amount of games, I think he could actually they could actually be better than the Suns. Okay. Well, but we, when, when he doesn't, I don't think I don't think we'll iron this out when we hear actually how many games are being played in the season. So we still don't know the number. Yeah, I think it's game. 72. Oh, it yeah, but uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. I think so. But we can see this like schedule yeah, too and everything, whatever we want. But yeah, okay. Sounds good. I think Dan's oh caught up I in the... Uh, I, I, I think Dan's caught up in the sun. Oh, Suns ain't no bubble <laughs> under no pressure and had absolutely nothing, basically nothing. They just added Chris Paul. Paul. They just added a future Hall of Famer. Yeah, a 36-year-old. I like Chris Paul, but I just <laughs> think... <laughs> Come on. Come on. All right. Well, maybe this is one to throw out to the, the listeners. Let us know at uh what Yeah, yeah, like let that. us know. Oh, that's actually that actually is a good segue to what I want to say. Um I'm sure like you wouldn't be in disagreement with this, but if anyone has any questions they want to ask us that we could uh throw in the middle of the pod or something, yeah. Feel free to email us at two com- two compass uh podcast. So that's one word, two compass podcast, how you spell it. Um it's just how our podcast show- shows it and then at gmail.com. Yeah, let us know. So, email map. us and let us know. We'll say it in the, in the middle of the podcast. Yeah. So yeah, we'll we'll put that bed up sometime. But uh, we we can't waste any more time on this. We'll discuss this another time. Okay. Uh, where were we? Where were we at? Oh yeah, Mavs. Okay, continue with your um, uh, with your winners and losers for Mavs or winners. Um, I guess. 
I'm I'm pretty much done with the Mavs. Uh, I just think they're winners. I'll give you one more winner though. I you know, I Liam. I'm I'm done with them too. That's <laughs> <laughs> that all I need to know. I say I just I just feel it. I just feel it. All right, um, all right, fair. I think another winner, and it's another winner from the West, is, and I know I just said the Mavs will finish ahead of them, but I think it's, and it's not the Suns, so don't get excited. It's, uh, I think the Blazers <laughs> are a winner, just because I really love the, the yeah, I agree. or the trade I, Covington, whatever they did to get him, um, and that, yeah. that's, that lineup is going to be pretty strong now with, obviously, Dame McCollum, one of the best backcourts in the NBA, Covington, a much, much needed wing that they like they had no wings. Yeah. They're gonna have yeah, uh, they had Trevor Reze, but he just wasn't the same. Yeah, and he wasn't at the bubble either. Yeah, he wasn't the same. And he's super yeah, old. he wasn't at the bubble, yeah. Covington is a winning player, man. Like he was in Minnesota yeah, and they I like Covington. The year they made the playoffs, their their only actual success yeah. goes to Houston. Like winning teams just want him. In Philly, in when Philly, they were doing good. Philly, he was really good in Philly. Yeah. yeah. Um, and like they so, were crying yeah. out for a wing. They've got Gary Trent, yeah. who was an absolute flamethrower in the bubble. Um, yeah, he could he come sad. on. They've got Nurkic, who I think is one of the most underrated players in the league. That guy is awesome, and he was on fire in the bubble. Yeah, uh, yeah. It was impact. so unfortunate they missed him for like a lot of the season. Yeah, um, but yeah, he's a really good player, I like Nurkic. So just getting those guys and and being healthy, they struggle a little bit for depth. I think like outside of those guys, who do they yeah. have injury prone Zach Collins, who I think is a well, good player. They, they actually injury. I think he's a good player too. Well, that's what actually, so to kind of agree with you, they were one of my winners as well. And um, I like them because they didn't really like add any superstars per se or big players. Didn't need to. But it's more who they kept and who's healthy, right? Mm-hmm. So they, Nurkic came back healthy, looked really great in the bubble. CJ, Dame, healthy. Uh, they re-signed Rodney Hood, so it was a good piece. Like nothing like amazing for two years. Uh, they... Uh, who else? They, oh, so they signed Harry Giles, your boy. <laughs> Not my boy, Austin. Boy. Um, I'm still waiting on Austin to make a bet on Giles. He said Giles is going to be better than Rashawn Holmes. On that is blasphemous from from Austin Rebello. So yeah, so uh, so they signed Harry Giles to so one year, some depth. Uh, they signed Derek Jones Jr. to two years, so some more depth. Like he's nothing amazing, but just a lot of deep. They re-signed Carmelo for one year, and they brought in Ennis Cantor. So they have. Okay. In a in a we'll kind of talk to this later, but in a year where having depth is going to be so important because of all the potential like missed games people could have with COVID and everything like that, the Portland Trailblazers I think one of the deepest teams to be honest in terms of what they yeah, could bring off the bench. I would say like, I wouldn't say starting five. I wouldn't say starting five, but like coming off the no. bench, you have some pretty good players that could be effective. I'm gonna I'm gonna push back on that a little because I think that okay. in in regular season depth, yeah, you can play Cantor, you can play a bit of Giles, you can play a bit of Hood. I don't know if you trust those guys in playoff games. Cantor, you definitely don't trust in a playoff game. Carmelo, yeah, well, you can't you can't play on the defense. Uh, maybe I, the think I think you could trust Carmelo. I think you could trust Carmelo. I'm not saying you could trust him like four games, five games, but give him a, give give you a game or two. That's all you need, right? Yeah, I'm a bit of a microwave scorer, but like yeah. the rest of those guys, I don't know. I don't love them as playoff eight men when the rotations get shorter. Eight nine men. I don't know if those guys are trustworthy. I do love Covington. Yeah, having fair. So I think I like them. I think their upside's a little bit capped by, I'm going to say a lack of depth. You think maybe they've, they it's are already, a little deeper. Yeah. Um, I think they're definitely deeper than last year. Um, yeah. Actually, I was watching like a segment from ESPN and Bob, Bobby Marks from ESPN thinks they're going to finish second in the West. That's how much he really? likes them because of the, the acquisitions, acquisitions they made. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Bobby. <laughs> But yeah, so we could agree Port- Portland Trailblazers winners. Um, I'm just going to say like one of my losers 
his Pistons. We don't even have to talk about him, but the Pistons <laughs> won losers for the offseason. Obviously. Like, in terms of signings. Of yeah, there's just signings. I'm not even going to talk about him, but just losers. Um, a kind of mad one for me. Like, not a winner, not a loser. Uh, I would say the Milwaukee Bucks. How do you feel about that? Yeah, I, I would. I think they're firmly in the Mac category. Just because yeah. if they had if they had gotten bogged down over the line, I'd probably say good good off season. Hundred percent, I agree great. with you. Yeah, but the fact that yeah. they they made an absolute mess of that situation um, and yeah. couldn't couldn't lock them down, I I think that's like standard malpractice, really. Like, yeah, hundred percent. That that was criminal. Yeah, criminal. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, love Drew was. Holiday, but yeah, trading away Divincenzo. Um, who I thought could take a leap this year, not getting Bogdan, uh, losing Wes Matthews, who's older, but still was a solid part of their rotation. Um, yeah. I like them, obviously. I still like that big three with, with Holiday, Middleton, and Yanis, obviously. I think that's going to be – I don't think people are, are paying enough attention to that. A lot of people are negative on their offseason, eh? Yeah, I, I see a lot of, like, big um, – I think the Bogdan one was a huge one because I think – yeah, for Yan, it's all it's all because of Yanis, right? Um, having Bogdan there would have been like the fourth guy in their starting lineup, that would have really helped them in the playoffs. Like last year, going into the playoffs, you're kind of like, okay, Milwaukee's this type of team, but who's your go-to guy? Guys, um, you have Yanis, you had Middleton when you needed him to, and then after that, it was basically nothing, no one, right? Yeah, well, like, it was, it was like you Bledsoe, couldn't you couldn't count on Bledsoe, and you just but you can't count on him, Bledsoe. right? You can't shoot, no, you can't. You can't shoot. Yeah, right? So you can't trust him uh, in terms of having versatility in your offense. He's a one so one-dimensional. Like, when you're playing with Giannis, like, if you don't have perimeter shooting around you, like, h- how are you going to work when you have two guys that could just go to the rim, right? Yeah, I have so um, much more faith in Holiday than Bledsoe. Yeah, so, that's like, this is, this is... Exactly. And this is why they're, like, mad to me because they added Drew Holiday, a massive upgrade. That's a third person that they could go to in, like, a playoff game, in my mind. And if they added Bogdan, that could have been like the fourth, like person they could have went just because yeah. he's incredible spacing. He's a good three point shooter. He's a good player, pretty good defender, and I feel like they could have really counted on him to do something in the playoffs for him. And that's what they really needed. And they didn't. They absolutely botched that. So that's why it's a, like a mess for me, just because like not even saying like Bogdan's like a, a superstar or anything. And this is probably the most we're ever going to talk about Bogdan in any year of basketball ever, like this much. Yeah. Um. But. Yeah, I think that's why he's mad to me. They re-signed DJ Augustine, which is okay. He's, like, a really good backup point guard. But that's it. Like, that's all. Uh, they re-signed Connaughton. They signed Bobby Portis. But Portis is, like, meh. Connaughton, if they could, if he could take a jump, then it'll be good. they'll be nice for him. But who knows? But well, white man can't uh, They signed... Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to his, they signed, uh, uh, his dunk competition thing. His dunk, Remember? yeah. I mean, the guy has bunnies. Yeah, he, he does. Uh, he does. <laughs> and then... Uh, Tory Craig, meh, Bryn Forbes, meh. Like, I wouldn't trust him in playoffs, but... No, I don't like that. Yeah, so... Um, also, yeah, I, and I just want to correct myself. I think I, I made a mistake. I thought DiVincenzo left because he was part of the Bogdan deal, but that didn't go through, yeah. obviously, right? So no, I think DiVincenzo's did, yeah. still there. Yeah, they they need him to make a jump. They, like, they, they need, need him to make, make a jump. Yeah. They basically need him to be and as good as can. Bogdan would have been because <laughs> he's their oh, fourth that, now, that would be probably. tough, but... Yeah, he would be probably their fourth, yeah. I, I really like him. I think he could make a jump. It just, I don't know. He had a decent season last year. Yeah. Like, I think he can bad. make a jump. They need yeah, him to we'll be a uh, title game good. Yeah. <laughs> not, not Villanova <laughs> title know, game. That, what did he drop? Like 20 something in the final? Yeah. And he was just, was, he was remarkable. just pooping all over Michigan. Shout out Dev. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Dev probably hates God, that guy. Make, oh, 
<laughs> always, always the bridesmaids, never the brides. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. Uh, so is there anyone on the other team you kind of want to highlight before I get to my kind of, I just want to talk about Toronto Raptors, my Toronto Raptors, because well, that's a nice really segue. One that much. Yeah, I was going to say yeah. Raptors, but I didn't know if you wanted to talk about them later. But yeah, why don't you yeah. take away the Raptors? Go ahead. Because I have them okay. as another well, team first, I like. Before we start on the Raptors, I kind of, you remember that fun game I wanted to play? Yeah, I do. I want to introduce it. Okay, so I, before I talk about the Raptors, I want to play this fun game with Liam. Just how, because in the in the NBA, there's a lot of players that stick around a long time, but you really never know their age or how old they are. <laughs> so I'm gonna name you three players, and you're gonna tell me how old you think they are, and I'll tell you their actual age. Okay. All right. This sounds fun. So I'll start with I'll start with the first one. Steven Adams. How old do you think Steven Adams is? Ooh, man, it seems like he's been around forever, but. I had him in my fantasy league, so I, I know he's got to be <laughs> around 28. I'm going to say 28. Okay, okay. He's actually 27. 27. So okay. he's, yeah. But a lot of people think, like, there's a misconception that he's, like, 30. Like, no, I know, or something I know. Like that. The only reason yeah. I knew that is because I had him in the keeper league, like, last year. So I yeah. I, I was locked in on his age. I knew. Yeah, yeah. Fair. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. But I still over so him okay. a little bit. Yeah, you did. Yeah, so he's been around for a while, but he's uh, I love I love Stephen Adams. He's such a nice guy. I love uh, that um, Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler talking about him. He's like, yeah, that is the strongest guy I've ever played again. Yeah, like, I running remember. into him is a brick wall. Yeah. yeah. Now imagine. Okay, I, we want we have to get into it, but just imagine him and Zion Williamson, and you're like j- just trying to go through a pick. Yeah. Uh, and then <laughs> that's like a, that's a, some solid solid meat right there. I would just give up. Two. Give up at that point. Yeah, yeah. I would even try. Yeah. Okay, we'll move on to the next person. Um, Aaron Baines. That's why I didn't want to get into oh, the Raptors geez. because... Aaron Baines. Yeah. Oh, another one. Jeez. Uh, 29 for Aaron Baines? Actually, 33 turning 34 30, in December. 34? Jeez. <laughs> Come on, Aaron. Yeah. Where's he been? I feel yeah. like he's only been relevant. Like I know. I know. Relevant is a loose term in that sense, but... <laughs> um, for like a year maybe since uh Aiden took peds or whatever yeah. yeah so that's who the raptors signed for two years um but uh <laughs> Jeez. uh yeah so that was that was a shocker to me when i found found that out okay and then another big man who was on the raptors how about sergi baka how old do you think he is another oh, guy man. who's been around for a while another guy who's been around for a while i don't know i feel like uh, like all these guys seem around the same age but they're just not yeah, i'm no. gonna say Ibaka's <laughs> no, in the no. middle of baines and adams and say 30 okay that was a good guess he's 31 31 already on the yeah that's a good guess not even over that's over 30 eh? yeah yeah so yeah that, that, that was a fun game of uh guess your guess their age we could do uh more in the future but those ones are the ones i really stood out in my head i'm like wow these guys been around the nba for such a long time and like i don't even know how old they are the steven adams one was shocked me if mm-hmm. i didn't like know him from fantasy yeah shocked me how young he is and then aaron bain shocked me how old he was yeah, no kidding. I would expect like all those guys to be around the same age, but yeah, what is that? Like a seven year yeah. difference between Baines and Adams? Yeah, seven years. Is Adams is Adams Australian or New Zealand? Adams from New Zealand. New Zealand. Baines from Australia. Yeah. And then Baines is Australia. Yeah, Baines Australian. Hmm. So those foreigners. Yeah. Right, we'll move know on. How old they are. Yeah, yeah, no, because you know how scouting reports on them when they get drafted, right? Well, I guess. Uh, Adams went to Pitt, so we kind of uh, knew him from college ball, but he's right. from New Zealand, yeah. Um, okay, we'll move on to something that really matters is uh, my Toronto Raptors. And I'll, I'll let you talk about them after, too, because you said you had a take on them or whether they're a winner or a loser in the in the offseason. Um, really love what they did in the draft. We already talked about that with Malachi Flynn. 
Um, Jalen Harris, kind of like second last pick of the draft. You kind of just you just swing there to see what you got. Yeah, um, I'm sure we'll hear about him in like kept... three years. <laughs> he won't be yeah. one right away. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, so they kept Fre- Fred Van Fleet. The hashtag bet on yourself, King. Yeah. Um, four years, eighty-five million. He got his bag for being an undrafted player. Remarkable story. Highest paid. Uh, I'm undrafted really happy player, about that right? fan favorite. Highest paid, yeah, undrafted highest paid undrafted player. player ever. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing for him. Um, love Freddie. Uh, fan favorite in Toronto. Um, everyone just, I feel like everyone just likes him too because of his story. Not, nothing like really flashy. Puts his heart out on the, on, on the court. Looks like Drake. Um, so super happy they signed him. Looks like Drake. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure they even had like a costume thing where they, he like looked at, like, looked at each other. Um, yeah. So love that. I'm super happy they paid. People were saying they're going to give him like a max and stuff. I never believe that. Um, <laughs> four year, 85 million. Yeah. I'm like, like he's a great player, but no, like no one's going to give him a max contract. Honestly, um, so like he got- some of the, I think you could make an argument. This might sound crazy, but you'd make an argument. He's a more important player for winning and just winning basketball. than some of the guys who got the max, like Fox, maybe like he's yeah, not a more maybe. skilled player than Fox, but is he a player you'd rather anyways, have no. in a, in a tough playoff game on the road, big game yeah. sticks and golden state or something. Yeah. Honestly, I agree. Ready? But to be fair, he's had the opportunity to put himself in that situation, situation in Toronto. Like I'm sorry for Fox. He got, he got his money, but like you're in Sacramento. He's yeah. not going to go anywhere okay, anytime yeah. soon. Right. So we don't know. We can't really tell. Yeah. We can't really tell in that regard, but yeah, Freddie, definitely a really great player. Um, definitely worth his money. Like there's definitely players that probably got similar money that, Probably didn't deserve it, so well deserved for Freddie. Happy for that. Chris Boucher, they brought him back for two years, thirteen and a half million. Decent player. They're gonna. He's. De- they're definitely gonna need a big role from him um, this coming year with um, the loss of Serge Ibaka and Marcus All. Um, signed Aaron Baines for two years, fourteen point three million. Um, signed Benbury, which is kind of a low key, pretty good signing. I like the Andre Benbury. Um, and then all those are. Um, second year not guaranteed so this kind of leads me to that's and that's the thing because next year you know what's coming is um the potential swing for yanis right so we'll talk about that a little bit later um and also all the other good unrestricted free agents are going to come in 2020 not just yanis obviously he's like the cream of the crop yeah it is so and then they lost ibaka which is kind of a shocker because i thought they were gonna lose i didn't want ibaka for the reason that he i thought he'd want a lot of money and we kind of wanted to save, unless it was a one year. Um, I kind of want to save that money for like Yanis for that max contract because we have that slot now. Um, but he actually went for a pretty decent price: two years, nineteen million to the Clippers. So it was like a pretty much mid level. Um, I was pretty disappointed when I saw that because I'm like, wow, if the Raptors actually paid for that, and then you got Baines for what two years, fourteen? That's not that much off, right? So maybe I guess the, Abaka didn't want the one year; he wanted maybe the two years. And maybe he just wanted to play in LA. Who knows? But I was pretty disappointed when I saw that. I'm kind of salty about it. And also, Marcus saw leaving for like nothing. Essentially, it was kind of um, we kind of talked to that with the Lakers uh, being winners. But that was pretty pretty devastating too because I I love me some Marcus saw. Played in Barcelona, you know that's my soccer team. <laughs> I have a lot of I have a lot a lot of a lot of ties to him. Um, but yeah, I, I love Marcus saw. Um, I think he was there's a lot of rumors he was heading back to Spain. So I think Lakers was probably the second like best option for him because he could win another championship. It's a obviously wonderful place to live, and his like brother 
is like a legend there. So yeah, I think they have like house. I think Paolo has a house there and stuff too, right? So yeah, they 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 yeah, say so. that they say that uh, Los Angeles is the Spain of the USA. So. Um, that's good for do they, him. Do they say that? <laughs> no, probably not. Um, yeah, no, I agree, man. I was, yeah, I think it was kind of like relative to expectation. I was basically being like, oh man, like the Raps are probably going to lose Van Vliet. Like I, I thought they weren't going to restart. Yeah, that's um, fair. No, that's fair. But then when they do the draft and they draft Flynn, I'm like, okay, like this is a Van Vliet replacement. Like this guy's going to be good. Really yeah. high on him. Um, probably mm-hmm. means they're losing him but at least it's not going to be a huge huge blow uh as big a blow as it would have been if they didn't replace him and then they re-signed him and i was yeah. like okay this is an off season now like this is really really yeah, good yeah um so i was really liking that i do think that moving forward with boucher and baines as your big man is a risk um gasol yeah. wasn't great in the playoffs but still has something to offer he's, still, he's playing, a leader he's good defensively yeah. yeah Ibaka was good in the playoffs I thought so losing him was a bit of a he's loss. a really good player um mm-hmm. I don't know if Boucher is ready to play more than 20 minutes I don't know dude, you man as an energy player yeah so I, I don't know what they're yeah, I know. like are they going to be playing small ball Siakam at the five or they I think be, they're going to try to share the minutes I don't think they're going like, to try to like completely replace minutes for like Ibaka and Gasol I don't know 48 center minutes is uh, like 24 Boucher, 24 Baines right down the middle, maybe with a bit of a yeah. Yakum small ball against certain teams, maybe. Siakam yeah, with OGP. Yeah. 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 I don't know. It's going to be tough. Uh, I think they're, they're just, they could just tell from this year, they're just setting themselves up for 21, right? Like they're just waiting for that free agency class and then see where they go from there. Um, but I, I will say, yeah. I'd rather, I'd rather ha- be, have lots of good guard depth and be a little thin in, in bigs than the other way around and be thin on guard depth, just the way the league's moving now. So if you're going to, if you're going to load up on one position and have maybe, maybe take the hit elsewhere, like the, the guards they have are sweet. Um, and the bigs they have aren't as sweet, but I think that's the way to go if you're going to do it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. Um, I don't know. It's, it's, they're obviously not title contenders. I don't think they have the team this year to contend in the East, even. Never mind, like, the for the finals. Um, but I think they're going to be fun to watch. I hope Siakam progresses more. Uh, it'll be fun to see Van Fleet take more of a bigger role, even more than he was last year with getting paid and stuff. Um, but And I hope, especially I hope OG takes another like another leap. Because it'll be yeah. nice seeing him if he, like, balls out this year. So, yeah. I mean, I'm excited to watch him play. I don't think I agree. I don't think they have like championship ceiling, but they're going to be a super tough out. They always play hard. Yeah. Great coach. Yeah. 100%. Fantastic group of hardworking players. They just, you saw it in the Celtics series, right? They just didn't really have like yeah. Lowry is a guy you give the ball to and you're like, he's a bulldog, but they didn't, they needed like a scorer really. Well, he fell, he fell out, right? Like that, yeah. that last play when they lost. I know. Him, and that's like, that, I'm saying that he was their best scorer basically to, to get a bucket yeah. and even he's that's not really his his game is like a knockdown shooter or or anything like that um so they they missed that about Lowry bit, or, or, or freddie Lowry. knockdown shooter yeah I, I think Lowry could definitely be a clutch player though i'm not gonna yeah. lie he's hit some clutch shots yeah um but no they're they're definitely a team that plays and performs above the sum of their parts i think yeah I agree. Uh, they're well coached. Um, they they're really good as a team. Good team chemistry. Um, I think they're going to. I think last year there was like aspirations to repeat, which is a little bit unfair because we didn't really know what's going to come of Siakam and stuff. 
and they've had a really good regular season. It was just more like we thought Siakam was going to take that step. He's going to be the guy. Um, we could repeat because we have a great team. We have Marcus Gasol. We have Ibaka still. We have good depth. We could defend almost any team. Um, so we were. it was pretty exciting. Um, and then we just flopped. Uh, we lost to uh, Boston. Siakam was an absolute like killer oh, in the that, in the playoffs. Like, and, and by killer, I don't mean like yeah. a good kill, like good way, and, no. and like a bad way. Like he he like shat the bed. Um, and like so, I think at that point you saw like he wasn't terrible by any means. It just the expectations were so like he's gonna be the guy, yeah, and he wasn't he was, the guy. So he was very limited. Was pretty apparent. <laughs> yeah, and he yeah, was, was not pretty playing apparent. within his limitations. <laughs> Bro, like Boston, as sometimes we're just letting him have the ball and like okay you you have to prove to us that you can score on us or else like we're not gonna like defend you so tightly we're gonna give you like the shot you want to have after that fit that fade away from the side of the key oh, and like dude. they literally didn't make any of them and those but elimination just, like, games it got to a point for so much it got to a point where i was like okay anyone but siakam take a shot this play. yeah like no 100 percent. anyone 100%, but yeah, yeah just get it out of his hands yeah he's gonna turn it over yeah, or he's gonna exactly. break something yeah, exactly. And that was devastating. Like, oh, like they, they had to rely on OG to carry some of the offense, Freddie, obviously. And like, he, you just, you just see he wasn't ready for the moment. No. And I'm just hoping now there's, I don't think there's any championship expectations this year. Well, certainly on my part, there isn't any, um, unless somehow they splash on someone big out of nowhere, but probably not. Um, so yeah, I think there's not that much expectation. They'll be fun to watch. They'll definitely make playoffs. No way they're not making it. Um, it'll be fun. They'll be fun to watch. They'll give every team a, a good, uh, a good challenge. And, yeah, I'm super excited to see him. Kind of sucks, like, what's working against them. I don't think it'll be a huge thing, but they're playing in Tampa. They don't have, obviously, the Toronto crowd. Yeah, they probably wouldn't have had yeah. it anyway, but... Well, I don't think a lot of places are going to have crowds, right? No, so but... It doesn't really matter. No, it doesn't. But it, it, yeah. it sucks that they're not at home. <laughs> yeah, the Tampa Toronto. Bay Raptors. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, we got to move on. We've been uh, so passionate about my Raptors that we've been uh, taking up a lot of time. Uh well, so next on the docket, I guess we'll, we'll talk about like the NBA preseason schedule and kind of the regular season schedule that's coming out too, and, and in turn, kind of talk about uh, player resting and like COVID effects on rosters and stuff like that. So I don't know, Liam. I want to hear your thoughts about this. Like we saw the preseason. Um, I could give you some dates, but I'll let you talk about it uh, first. I'm gonna, I yeah, I'm gonna jump to the to the really interesting piece I find, and that's the COVID part. I think that's gonna be a little yeah. crazy, man. Like even just this week, we've yeah. seen the NFL is like. Oh my God. The Denver game with no quarterback. They're f- pushing this Ravens game. Like we're going to see a lot of this stuff if they're traveling around NBA teams. I know that's not, they're not as big as rosters as NFL, but it's yeah. still going to be delayed games. Guys are out. Yeah. Guys are resting because the games are going to be, have to be made up so close to one another. Like it's just yeah, going to be weird, back. man. It's going to impact yeah. fantasy. <laughs> um, 100%. Yeah. It's going to impact real life. Um, yeah, oh, and unpredictable season. Yeah, maybe. and like, yeah, exactly. And that's what like uh, for the reason why they kind of I think they give like more teams like the ability to sign more two way players because of the kind of forecast of like a lot of players not being able to play, COVID and everything like that. So I don't know. It's been interesting. No fans for the most part, unless some some uh, states allow it, or at least like at least a minimum amount. I'm sure some states um, will allow it. They've been pretty. Yeah not responsible <laughs> in yeah, terms of yeah. yeah like the nfl some nfl states have had it the whole year the whole season so yeah, far so i'm sure and yeah there'll be states out there that are like yeah, and, with the, and with nfl it's like easier to in terms of just making up games kind of easier because only one game a week right they oh, go yeah. by weeks yeah um where in basketball you have 
you have three. I don't know how the schedule is going to be like now, but in the regular, like a regular season, it would be like three, four games a week, right? And like, how do you make that that up if you have a bunch of the team like missing, right, due to COVID? Yeah, exactly. And it'll probably be more compact this regular season to begin with. Plus, you're trying to make up a game and throw it in. Yeah, starting fives out with COVID could be messy. Yeah, exactly. Be messy, man. Exactly. And like, just for the dates, like. So I think it's going to be a 72-game season, I believe. Um, the preseason is going to be from 11th, December 11th to 19th. Um, the Raptors have, just a shout-out the Raptors, they play Charlotte twice and Miami. Um, they The preseason, so 11th to 19th, the first kind of half of the seasons, so these are all tentative dates. Like We don't know what's going to happen, but it's December 22nd to March 4th, and then they have the All-Star break for five days. The second half will be March 11th to May 16th. And then they want to do the play-in tournament 18th to 21st. And then the playoffs May 22nd to July 22nd. So those are like the tentative dates. But that could all change if who knows what's going to happen. So, right. So, I don't know. The schedule hasn't come out yet as we're recording this on Monday, November 30th. But I don't know. It's not It's not looking good. I'm just happy basketball is back. I think teams are going to struggle hard. Like you said, um, just look at the, the NFL. Um, there's going to be a lot of. Fan fantasy wise gonna be devastating. We're gonna have to like figure it out how we're gonna manage that because um if like three or four of your players gone one week or our games postponed, like you're pretty much screwed. I think we gotta add some IR slots, man. I know we're not really talking about fantasy, but yeah. Trace, your brother seems so reluctant to add IR <laughs> slots, and it's like, dude, so many players are gonna yeah. be out and missing. Yeah. Um yeah, I don't think like the endless IR spot, like your solution. Um, okay, yeah, that's that's a little be okay, crazy. but that's yeah. The, that's like but yeah, we'll definitely have to for me. I realize yeah. that's not that's the good. way most people think. <laughs> um, yeah, but I think some wiggle room this year would be appreciated. Come on, Dre. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it's gonna be wild. Um, kind of. Hopefully, the NBA will handle it well. They've handled like the bubble really well. Um, well, we'll see got, what happens. They've got uh, the smartest commissioner out of the big four sports. So yeah, right. For sure. Like he's the for one sure. who always the most liked to the most liked and he handles stuff the best. So they probably will handle it, handle it better than the NFL and the MLB. Um, and okay. HL did pretty well, but um, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Perfect. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. Super chaotic. Um, I hope it works out. Just as NBA fans. Um, so next we'll talk about um, the, I guess, I guess kind of what you want to touch upon this, the player empowerment argument yeah. type thing. Yeah. So this, I'll let you talk first. This, I kind of, it kind of was thinking about it as, you know, you started hearing news about Harden being basically like, basically saying he wants to go to the, to the nets and he wants it now. (laughs) Um, Kind of like slamming his fist on the table. I want my dinner. I want it now type of thing. (laughs) Um, And it's just, I don't know. I just kind of like, it kind of baffles me that basically after like they, they, he wanted to be traded to his own team. That's why too many cooks in the OKC kitchen. So he got gets his own team. They go out and get him. Yeah. They cater to him. They turn him into the biggest usage player in the NBA. Don't know if that's a stat. I just assume it is. Um, they turn him into <laughs> the biggest stat player in the NBA, is. the highest scorer. They cater yeah. everything around him. And all of a sudden, he's just like, they even brought in rep. Like, didn't he want Russ to come in? That was a trade that he yeah, sanctioned, he I believe. It, yeah. And now yeah, that yeah, all of a sudden he's like, oh, man, we didn't win. No, I'm, I'm out. And not just I'm out, yeah. but you need to trade me here to this team. And it just completely mm-hmm. takes away teams leverage for even if they are going to trade yeah. them. 
And it's kind of like, yeah. dude, you signed this contract. This team has done nothing but, well, maybe not nothing, but this team has really been built around you and has given everything. He's it given you the yeah. ball all the time, everything you ever wanted, James. And, uh, and you can just, the fact that they can just stop it and be like, yeah, I'm out. Trade me to Brooklyn. I don't care what you get back. I don't care that I signed a contract. It's just kind of like, man, is that, should that be allowed? Should players be allowed to have that yeah. much power? What do you think? I mean, that that's the argument, right? Like it's um because before players had like no power. So that was a big thing that players wanted their freedom to be able to do whatever they choose, especially because they're the product, uh, not the, like they're the ones making the money. Yeah. Right. And making like billions of dollars for the NBA. Um, but it's just more like, I don't like seeing that at all, to be honest, because it kind of, yeah, like you're right. It takes the leverage away. And in, in some cases where like the player is miserable, I kind of like allow it. Like it's like, I understand your frustration. You should be able to like get out of a, a bad situation. But man, Houston and, and that's why Dar- I feel like that's why Daryl Morey left. He just wanted to leave a sinking ship. And Mike D'Antoni preferred to take assistant coaching job rather than be the head coach of an NBA fran- uh, franchise um it's just like it was just bad like they did everything they possibly could for this guy they got chris like they got chris paul who they almost basically they probably could have won a championship if it wasn't for that like poor performances that harden put together in the playoffs yeah um, and chris paul being hurt in what was it game chris paul being hurt sorry, yeah. against golden yeah. state when they they were up on yeah. them were they up three one on them yeah they were up yeah i believe they were up like three one or something like that three one three two they yeah. were up three two at least i know for sure yeah, yeah. and um yeah so it was like they just did so much for this guy and he like I think the playing style I think he liked it but I don't think he was in love with it I still believe that Harden does like playing good basketball not just ISO but I think yeah like do all the stuff they did for him and then he's kind of just handcuffing this organization I didn't really like seeing that um kind of just to go towards more of the player empowerment area um is kind of like just to talk to like Tatum and Mitchell's ex- extension they both signed uh max extensions from the rookie deals and what, both making around 195 million with Mitchell making 163 guaranteed, but plus like a lot of in, like bonuses and incentives. Um, but their fifth year, which is usually like guaranteed, is actually like a player option now because they negotiated that. So they have that freedom in the fourth year to get out of that, their contract if they want to make more money or the situation's poor and stuff like that. So, which I don't know, that kind of goes to more of the player empowerment as well because usually it was never like that uh, back in the day. Uh, the only players that, and this was from like Windy and stuff, my boy Brian Windhorse. Um, <laughs> he kind of said like he didn't, <laughs> he didn't really, um, he's never seen this before where players of like this magnitude, like, and by magnitude, I mean like not that big players compared to the super superstars, um, were asking for player options and like their max deals. Like the only people that really did that was like LeBron James and Kobe and stuff like that back in the day. So um, now Jason Tatum, Donovan Mitchell are doing it and it just goes towards like, these players having and the agents having so much power over these franchises because especially the small market ones too, like Utah, like Utah kind of just had to do it because how often are you going to have like players that are really good? Like Donovan Mitchell come across unless you're homegrown. Right. So <laughs> never. Yeah. Unless like, they're homegrown, really, basically yeah. like, he's homegrown. That's yeah, why he's exactly. on that team. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I just, yeah, I don't really like it, but at the same time I understand it. And I think I just don't like Harden's situation to kind of answer your question. Don't like it really. Um, I don't see a, a good ending for Houston at all. Like I know we didn't talk to it as oh, much, no. but the wood signing was nice. But I just don't see a good ending to it. Um, it's going to be. I there. think Westbrook or Harden are going to be gone. Yeah. Even if they go together, they're not going to want to play there. So 
They have no picks. I think that's going to turn out into uh, the Christian Wood padding the stats show on a bad team, carrying <laughs> my fantasy team to a title. <laughs> you got to you got to hope for that. You got to hope for that. You got to love fantasy. Uh, all about those bad team, good stats players. <laughs> yeah, honestly, honestly, those are those are the best when you find those. Yeah. Uh, okay, so then I guess kind of going to like player empowerment, kind of a little bit towards that, but also like let's touch upon Yanis' future a little bit. Sure. Um, he is deadlined to decide whether he signs a Supermax December 21st. And we all know the suitors, the favorites to kind of sign him if he were to not sign it. Um, it will kind of be like Miami, apparently his front runners, Toronto, I'm hearing a lot of. Um, also Dallas, I'm hearing a lot of. And that kind of a long shot, uh, maybe like the Lakers, as I heard of long shot to kind of get him but those are the three teams like dallas toronto and miami and obviously milwaukee again but uh are the ones to like uh resign yanis or sign yanis can you imagine how unfair it would be if the lakers had lebron anthony davis and and yanis yeah that would be so ridiculous ridiculous. (laughs) um yeah anyways yeah that's that better not happen what what are your feelings i i feel like he's got to resign with milwaukee man like, didn't is he not on record as saying like, yeah, make the moves to keep me here and I'll stay and I'll stay. Yeah, he loves it. Yeah, I feel like he they've been it. making, they've been trying hard. <laughs> they've, they've been trying, other the than Bogdan. the Bogdan thing. They've been yeah. trying hard, man. I think they made some good moves. I think uh, I would really love to just see a, a guy stay loyal to the team that brought him up, even though it is a small market, and not Agreed. just see Agreed. these superstars when they make a name for themselves just go to Boston or L.A. or I guess it hasn't happened in New York, but you know. Yeah, I was gonna say New York could be market. an option for him too. They have space, but they're absolute trash. I just don't see that happening for for Yanis. I just like to see a superstar grow up with a grow with a small market team and stay there and and have success yeah. there. I really hope. I yeah. uh, I'm not gonna say I really hope because, but if they won the title this year, um, I wouldn't be sad. I, that would be one of the yeah. one of the titles I could get behind. That's fair. That's fair. And like, yeah, like kind of to. the in Giannis's perspective, um, like you said, he he was on record saying like, "Do the things to keep me here, and I'll stay." And so far, they've tried. Like they gave him three three uh, good picks away to get Drew Holiday. Um, they they tried Bogdan, but obviously they pooped the pooch there. Um, but they mostly what I see is kind of he's like obviously a family man. Um, he like his family means the world to him. Like they, he wanted them over as soon as he got there and it kind of changed his life i would say like the way he played was just more happy it was like a party the first time they went to go see him um his brothers are here now um and i think what kind of um helped Giannis become like this the player he is is basically milwaukee right like they made him his home they picked him with 15 they took a shot at him and made him to the player he is now um so i definitely think milwaukee is a place he wants to be um if milwaukee would do anything they can to keep him i think he'll stay um, and also to say, like, if he signs a Supermax, he makes $228 million, um over five years, which is $45 million a year, which probably be the, will be the biggest contract yeah. in the history of the NBA. It's not a bad reason. So, yeah, exactly. And, yeah. and you get, like, the little bit extra because you stay in that in the same team, right? Um, yeah. They're eligible to sign you for more, yeah. right? So yeah, exactly. um, So, yeah, I think he'll stay. He's a family man. The only reason I wouldn't want him to stay is to go, if he goes to Toronto. Obviously, yeah. as a Raptors fan. Yeah. Um, and there's well, the one hope is obviously the max base. The culture is there. I think they're the front. In my opinion, not being biased, I think they're one of the, like, 
the front runners other than like maybe Miami, but I don't believe he'll go to Dallas. I don't think he'll mesh well with Luca. Um, but I think Toronto is like a front runner. They have the space. The culture is there. Like I think the like everyone I think is on notice now how great Raptors fans are and like the city of Toronto is. Um, his like af- like one of his African brothers, um, is Ibaka absolutely loved it in Toronto. Like you saw his, his tweet saying he's forever gonna be, um, like Toronto's gonna be forever a home for him. Um, he loved it here. Um, he even like in like <laughs> I mean this is a grain of take it for a grain of salt, but even when he was choosing his All Star lineup, he chose Siakam pretty high in that All Star draft, and he said my African brother. Um, so he really he really loves um Siakam. Um, and the big one is Masai. Um, I was hearing that Masai was an integral part in bringing Yanis's family over um, to to the states. Smart guy. And so, yeah. So he I think ahead. like that's that's like a dead. Yeah, I know he's he's playing chess while everyone's playing checkers. Yeah. Uh, so like I think he I think that probably means a lot to Yanis. He, they have a real connection, and I think they're definitely in play for Yanis twenty one if he doesn't sign. But even if he does sign the Supermax, with how superstars are going around all the time, like. In two years, if if Milwaukee's not satisfying his needs, he could just request a trade. And I think a lot of people will be there back in go. play yeah. at that point too, right? Yeah. So, I mean, I really um, hope he stays in Milwaukee, but the only thing is I hope he goes to Toronto just because the hopes are really high and we position ourselves well to be able to to get him if he's there. Yeah. Next step, if you want to get him, is to sign his brothers. <laughs> Costas and Thanasis <laughs> yeah. or whatever. Costas, and just, uh, Thanasis. <laughs> give him give him minimum contract, stick him as the 13th man on the bench, 12 and 13. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. You guys are the Giannis cheerleaders. Yeah. Let, let, let's, start, let's start a GoFundMe for the <laughs> for MLSE to, <laughs> to, yeah. to sign Thanasis. Yeah, it wouldn't Kostas. take much. They, they'd be happy with that. Uh, yeah. Giannis can give him yeah. some of their money. Some of his <laughs> money if he signs a big one. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm really hopeful, but yeah. yeah, we'll see what happens. I think as long as he goes, if he doesn't go to Toronto, I, was, I think if he stays in Milwaukee, I'll be happy as well. Pretty he deserves it. Uh, yeah, so now onto the juicy part. We've been waiting so long for this. Um, the college basketball season. Yeah. Finally back. Finally here after waiting so long after our other plans for the March Madness. Robbed of our March yeah. Madness moment. Yeah, God. Our greatest, honestly, moments. greatest annual event. No cap. Yeah, Greatest I love event. that, man. I love that time of year, especially now as a teacher. I've got it lines up perfectly with the with a conference championship week is the last week of teaching, and then two weeks of just March Madness for for March break. That's amazing. Yeah, it's that's am- it, this this is such a special time that old men even plan vasectomies around this time so they could just stay home and watch March Madness. That's how big it is. <laughs> I'm not even lying to you. Like, I'm not even lying to you. That's a thing. Man, yeah, that's a solid plan right there. <laughs> yeah. So, like, this is... I'm so happy college basketball is back. I know there's a lot of hoops they have to jump through to get the season going. We'll get to a little bit how that affects betting in the Liam Locke section. But so happy it's back. We've already got action. We've already had some upsets. We've already had some good games. Um, kind of to go through some of the upsets. San Diego State beat UCLA. UCLA is ranked 22, so not like a huge upset. San Diego State is a pretty good college hoop school. Um, but San Francisco beating number eight, Virgin- number 8 Virginia was a huge one. Beating them 61-60. to 60. That was a big one. I was really shocked. But, uh, Virginia Tech beating Villanova 81-73. to 73. Villanova's ranked third in the country. Ruined one of my parlays, uh, by the way. 
Did it? Oh, yeah, last leg of the parlay was a Villanova win, and they were like 1.16 or something. Like, they were pretty, pretty big favorites, and yeah. That sucks. Yeah, <laughs> and then uh, Richmond beating Kentucky 76-64. to Kentucky's ranked 10 in the country. Yeah, man, I'm telling you, like, Go Spiders. we touched on that. that. This happens every year. Kentucky, <laughs> young kids, high-ranking. And like they blew out their first team that they played, but there's always an early season loss to a small team. Last year, Kentucky was ranked number one in the nation and lost in the Rupp arena against Evansville when they were like 26 point favorites. And then, yeah, you get Calipari saying, yeah, it's just a young group of kids, which it is. And they usually mature. They usually finish the season strong, win the sec title tournament, all that stuff. That's fair. Elite eight, sweet 16, whatever it is. Um, they usually have decent tournament runs like yeah all credit to they will mature but but yeah this is this is pretty par for the course and also richmond richmond isn't in evansville richmond was yeah exactly (laughs) richmond was getting some hype going into the the tournament last year and they returned a lot of their stars so they're actually not a bad speaking speaking of it richmond made it to the top 25 after that win oh they're ahead of kentucky now ironically they're 19 kentucky's 20 really yeah <laughs> oh there you go so not even an upset they're yeah. ranked higher than than us so okay chill, chill. no no well they're, they are now but <laughs> like one day later gotcha you gotta chill <laughs> we're not giving kentucky that we're still that's still an upset <laughs> um so yeah those are the really um the good like first week you already have upsets super happy about that mappy baylor obviously wasn't one of them they killed both like all both their games that they played um but how about my man, uh, Luca Garza, the front oh. runner for player of the year, bro, demolishing these, these like, like other schools. I watched, okay, so the first, the first day, I think it was the first day or second day of college ball. I was just watching ESPN. They had a lot of games back to back and I was just like doing some work and on my laptop and watching them like ever so often. And I was watching the Iowa game against, um, North Carolina central Eagles go Eagles um he absolutely <laughs> absolutely tore them apart like i was literally i was i'd go down type something on my laptop look up luca garza scoring go down okay back transition uh well not transition inbound go they score don't score go back luca garza scoring again he scored 36 points in the first half of that game yeah and he didn't miss and, a then shot, the, right? and then he was 12 for 12 yeah he did field. not miss a shot he did not miss a shot and then he in the second and he finished for 41 but they probably like he probably rested a little bit, you know. Didn't I didn't watch the second half, but I'm assuming he rested. Oh yeah, probably. Um, and they kind of took a little like a workload. They won by thirty or twenty five or something like that. So, but man, he looks unstoppable. Yeah, like, he looks unstoppable. Yeah, there you go. Got to be, got to be player for player of the year. <laughs> Lock it in, right? Yeah, Stone already you. one game in or yeah. two games in, whatever. They are. <laughs> but no, well, yeah. I think he scored 30, 36 the game after or something. But yeah, like it's just ridiculous how good this guy is. Um, yeah, the other one that I want to shout out was, uh, was the, the biggest game so far, I think is Gonzaga, Kansas, right? And we gave out Gonzaga on the pod, huge win over Kansas, put up 102 points on those sorry Jayhawks. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Love to see it. Gonzaga undefeated. Yeah. I, yeah. Honestly, uh, like for the kind of want to touch on the AP poll for the most part, it's like on par what you think. Um, Virginia dropped, uh, I'm pretty sure out. Of the top 25, Villanova dropped to 15, I think. Uh, like I said, Kentucky dropped to 20. Uh, UCLA is obviously out. Um, but for the most part, it's on par. Baylor's still second. Gonzaga's still first. So uh, you know what it is. Baylor's going to be coming for that number one spot soon. 
Yeah. Um, but yeah, like super exciting first week of college ball, and I'm so excited to see what's to come. Yeah, should we uh, talk about the big games tomorrow, Champions Classic? Yeah, so we touch upon that, and then I want to go on to our segment, the hashtag bet on yourself segment, sponsored by Fred Van Vliet. Very nice. But uh, yeah, go ahead. I'll let, I'll let you talk to the, the games coming up. Yeah, so two huge games tomorrow, Kansas, uh, Kentucky, and Michigan State Duke in the Champions Classic, as they uh, huge, as they huge. always play in some, some version of those four. Uh, I don't know about yeah. every year, but it's been happening recently. Um, yeah, should be fun. I'm thinking, as much as it pains me to say it, I just think Kansas has more experience, more returning players, better returning players, guys like uh, Marcus Garrett. Um, and I don't know. I don't know how to say his name, but O'Shea Akabaji, I think. I don't know. That, <laughs> I butchered that for sure. But he, like, they have yeah. very returning players. Dre will know how to say that name, maybe. Um, no, he won't. <laughs> yeah, probably not. But I think they're going to edge out Kentucky. Um, and then kind of the same way, I think Michigan State's going to edge out Duke. I know Michigan State lost guys too, but they got uh, they got Rocket Watts, which is top five name in college, probably top three name in <laughs> college Watts. basketball, Rocket yeah, Watts. That's a really good um, name. I think they surprised Duke a little bit and, and beat Duke. So tomorrow I've got, uh, I've got uh, Kansas and Michigan State winning. Nice, nice. Honestly, I kind of have to agree with you there. Um, Kansas, they played a good game against Gonzaga. It wasn't a route. No. Uh, Gonzaga's number one team in the country. Uh, so I have to agree with you with your picks there. And uh, I'm looking forward to seeing them. All right. Let's touch on this fantastic story you told me. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. Segment. I mean, I saw this uh, on Instagram. I'm sure some of the people did too. I think it was on House of Highlights or something. And amongst other um, basketball Instagram accounts. But... My man, Jason Preston from Ohio University, they just lost to number eight, Illinois, 77 to 75. Very close game. But this is a hashtag better yourself segment sponsored by Fred Van Fleet. Um, he, Jason Preston was unstoppable that game. He scored 31 points, eight assists and six rebounds against a number eight team in the country. Like amazing. And not, not just because of that. And where did he but come also, from, Dan? <laughs> <laughs> I will tell you. Uh, so he grew up in Orlando, Florida. Um, unfortunately, five years ago, his mother died of lung cancer. Uh, his dad's not wasn't in the picture. Uh, so his aunt was his guardian, but his aunt lived lived in Jamaica. So he was staying at his mom's best friend's son's apartment, and he was going. And in a senior in high school, he was six feet, one hundred and forty pounds. So just imagine that: six feet, one hundred forty pounds, super lanky. I don't have to imagine skinny. that. I lived that. <laughs> <laughs> that was my build i've seen you your high school yeah same thing. yeah <laughs> so yeah so he had like that so through all the troubles he's going through and everything very unfortunate whatever happened to his mother um very sad but in that senior year um when he was six feet 140 pounds he averaged only two points per game so he attended ucf uh university of central florida as a student and his buddy one day says, yo, come play uh, a- in an AAU tournament just for fun. Um, so he wasn't really planning on playing ball or anything for university, but he just decides to go to the AAU tournament with his buddy. Um, the co- like, wa- After watching him play, a coach says, come play, um, come to this prep school to come play for us. And he agrees. He goes to the prep school. And in this prep school, they have four teams. So like the different tiers. So A, B, C, D, A is the best, D is the lowest. And D is basically a bunch of just rec guys. Like people you see... 
playing at like your community center who like want to make it big but never going to um so those are the guys in the d team like scrubs essentially he goes on to the c team he plays well goes to the b team grinds plays well plays well enough to make himself go to the a team so he goes to the a team and then when he's in the a team he kind of drops back down to the c team but when he's in the c team he's posting like trip goes back down he's posting triple doubles and just like killing it and he's like basically says that this is basically like the rec league after like grinding making himself a lot better and stuff like that so when he's posting these triple doubles on the c team in prep school he he makes a highlight tape and posts it on twitter he gets two offers from Ohio and Langwood. So he takes it from Ohio, obviously. And then when he goes to Ohio, he's six foot four and 170 pounds. He puts um when he's in Ohio, he puts on 20 pounds of muscle. And now he's six foot four, 187, dropping 31 points, eight eight assists, and six rebounds on number eight team in the country. And if people think that's like a fluke, he put up 21 points the game before, and like he just like it's just improving every game. And it's like a remarkable story. Man, that's that is a great story, and I hope uh, I don't know what conference, maybe Missouri Valley Conference for Ohio, something like that. I don't know whatever conference they're yeah. in. Hopefully, they uh, win their conference tournament and get a bid. It'd be it'd be awesome yeah. to see him as like a fourteen or thirteen seed, which he probably would be in the tournament, playing against like mm. a like a good team and just have a moment where it, like knocks them knock them off. That would just be awesome. Yeah, honestly, like just seeing well, just watching a player like that play. And then and the March Madness would be like really incredible to see. And I don't know, I'm definitely like someone that'll be rooting for for the rest of the season. I'm gonna keep my eye on Ohio, um, just to see how they do. And like honestly, I don't think they're gonna be a bad team. So they're two and one right now. Their only loss is obviously to Illinois by two. Um, but they seem like they've been crushing their previous two games. They won by like twenty or something, twenty to thirty both games. So I think they've been really good. Um, he's been putting up pretty good numbers throughout the season. And I hope he continues. I'm definitely someone who will keep my eye on him. And man, what a story though. The hashtag bet on yourself. Yeah. Love the that. Epitome of it. Love that segment. We're, per, we're officially on Ohio watch and you're going to have to give me his name again. Yeah. It's a uh, Jason Preston, Jason Preston, Ohio, Bob, Ohio Bobcats. I, I think it's a Bobcats. Jason Preston, Ohio Bobcats watch on the dose compass podcast for this season. For sure. Yeah. Can't yeah. wait to see we're, them. We're uh, gonna, let's, can't wait to see them knocking Baylor out as a 14 seed come March. Okay, now we gotta relax. You can't, you can't put my boy Jason Preston up against my Baylor Bears. It's not fair. But uh, yeah, let's uh, definitely. I think we're getting. Let's get t-shirts, Liam. Yeah, I'm calling it. Let's get t-shirts. Sounds good. Ohio Bobcats. Okay. Uh, yeah. So like after that incredible story, I don't know how you top it, but we'll move on to something an even equally as good segment. Liam Locks, take it away, Liam. Liam's locks. So, yeah. So, like we said last time, definitely not locks that we're giving out with these futures, but we gave out Gonzaga <laughs> at, uh, at 10 to 1. Gonzaga's looking good so mm-hmm. far. <laughs> Does not mean they're going to win the tournament. Obviously, it's two games in, long season, yeah. but um, it's better than losing games, winning game against Kansas. And uh, and they've looked really good. Jalen Suggs, their five star freshman, has been awesome. Drew Timmy's been putting up points. Um, Kispert, they're pretty stacked, man. So, um, yeah, I only see their odds getting getting lower. Um, so it was nice to lock mm. them in at ten to one. This week, nice. we're we're hoping to have more college basketball um, bets coming up. I gave out my two winners for tomorrow, but the thing is, there's no lines. There's no lines out, so you don't really know. I'm gonna work on something where we can try to kind of predict the lines, maybe to have okay. to have bets like that. 
throughout the season. Um, but for now, I just wanted to give out, and you know, I've been big Mavs on this podcast, so I'm going to give out an NBA MVP bet. And I think Luka Doncic MVP is a great Spicy. bet. Um, he's at 5.75 okay. right now. I, I I could get with that. I could get with that. He's going to put out huge stats. Everyone loves him already. MVP yeah, is always driven by the narrative and his competition, course, Giannis. Yeah. I don't think they give it to him. Like Giannis is favorite right now, but I don't think they give it to Giannis three times in a row. Uh, LeBron, AD, the LA guys who are other, um, you know, up there in the odds. I don't think they're going to be playing enough games, especially not LeBron. I don't, yeah, he's missing, I don't think, I don't think LeBron will play whatever. Enough. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Steph Curry, he's going to have a ton of, I think Steph could be a sneaky one. He could I be sneaky, could be but one. he's going to have, everyone's going to be trying to shut him down without clay. That's They'll fair. have numbers. Yeah. Um, but I think, I think the league is just ready to switch to go full on Doncic mode. I think he's a great MVP yeah. out at 5.75. Uh, he was awesome last season. He's going to be even better this season. Yeah. So Luka Doncic MVP uh, 5.75. I put 10 bucks on it myself. Looking forward to paying that paying out whenever the season actually finishes. Yeah, and and I agree because like imagine like just like you said, narrative is a huge part. Like I'm not I'm not really with that. I'm not a huge <laughs> narrative person. <laughs> like to, like I like I I love the story, but in terms of MVP voting, I don't think it should be narrative. It should no, be it like shouldn't. how you perform, how it's you just perform. Just the reality stats. of the situation, though. <laughs> yeah. Oh, of course. I and I, I totally agree with you because yeah, people. It's known that people who vote sometimes vote for narrative, and like mm-hmm. that's essentially what it hinges on a lot of the time. So I don't agree with it, but it's facts. Like it's what it is. It is what it is. Um, but yeah, I definitely, and like kind of to what I wanted to say is like, imagine if like K, uh, KP doesn't play, like Porzingis doesn't play yeah. a lot of the games and Luca's going to be have to, having to carry the Mavs to like victories all the time just to get him to playoffs. Like that's a story in, a, in and of itself. And like, if he improves even more and he's obviously going to do remarkable things on the court, that he's going to be a highlight reel every time. Like, the more exposure he's going to get, the better. Um, and I think he's definitely a good, like, for the odds that you were saying, I think he's definitely a good value. And I would definitely put my money on him too. Yeah. And especially if guys like Harden go to Brooklyn where there's going to oh, be yeah. too many, not enough touches to go around. Like, I think he's he's one of the guys who's got his own team. And, yeah, I love that bet. Yeah, I like it too. I don't think Harden's gonna be that much of. I think he's still gonna be a great player. I don't think he'll be like an MVP factor like he was like a previous years. Agreed. And also, the their team's gonna be worse. You gotta you gotta be on a good exactly, team to win MVP, yeah. or at least you should. I agreed. I agreed. Yeah. All right, Danny boy. All right, so that was it for Liam Lo- Liam's locks. We'll be coming hot with some more, or he will be not we because he's the expert. We'll be coming to more next week. Uh. Vegas hasn't been ha- uh, really kind to college basketball because of their uncertainty, but we will be coming at you hot uh, next week and uh, hope you guys enjoy the show. Thank you, Liam. And I cannot wait for more college basketball. Cannot wait. Champions Classic tomorrow. I'll be tuning in, seeing how it goes. Hoping yeah, Kentucky can pull off an upset. Unranked or a 20-ranked Kentucky against the big boys Kansas. Honestly, honestly, just watching both teams play just makes me want to throw up. But it'll be a good game. So <laughs> there you go. Well, maybe uh, thank one you day. everyone for listening. Yeah. <laughs> one day, one day Baylor thank will be in a big game like that. One day. Yeah, right. So they're gonna be they're gonna be winning the tournament. So that'll be the big game. And that'll be the day then. All right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thank you everyone for listening. Uh, we really appreciate it. Please uh, subscribe, download. And uh, like you said, we are on Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. So you guys find us pretty much everywhere. 
and follow the Instagram page too. So we really appreciate it. Thank you, Liam. Thanks, Easy. Man. Hit that button, guys. <laughs> Hit that button. Peace. Peace.